We've all heard strange noises in the night, but that doesn't make us flee from our homes. But when should we stop writing it off as settling noises and start taking it seriously? I'm Christina. And I'm Kristen. And today on The Real Crime Podcast, we will be taking a historical look at the unsolved murders now known as the Hinterkaifeck murders. Five-year-old widow Victoria Gabriel was the owner of the Hinterkaifeck farm just outside of Kaifeck, Germany. Fun fact. Yes. Uh, so Hinter means behind. Mm-hmm. Kaifeck was the town, town. in Germany. So, so Hinterkaifeck. Behind Kaifeck. I love okay. it. Continue. Okay, thank you. <laughs> she lived there with her children, Cecilia and Joseph, as well as her parents, Cecilia and Andreas Gruber. I believe it's Yosef. It, it is probably Yosef. I'm saying <laughs> Joseph. So I'll say Yosef now because I need to appease Kristen. I've been pronouncing a lot of things <laughs> wrong this morning. It's It's been a rough day for me, okay? And it's it's 1020. There's a, there's a lot to come, so. <laughs> now, the five lived alongside a maid who helped with the children and daily household chores. They had a decent amount of land, but it was 1922, so they weren't desolate. The postman would come by daily, and they would regularly chat with all of the townspeople around them. Let's face it, Victoria would be hard-pressed to keep two young kids quiet on open farmland. I mean, I can't keep one quiet. I mean, good. They have all of that open farmland. Please, run. run around. Let them run. There's no TV back then. No, it's so true. Let them run and scream outside. Exactly. As long as they're not disturbing any animals. Go. So by April 4th, 1922, when all seemed too quiet on the farm, neighbors decided to investigate. Now, leading up to the 4th of April, a a few strange things had occurred. The Gabriel and, and Gruber clan wrote them off as just odd happenings, probably like, you know, you or I would do if something kind of strange made a noise right. in the house well, and never n- happened again. No, you or I would probably call someone. No, it's true. You, we'd call each other and, and then we'd both be in, in Are we saging? Deep, exactly. <laughs> it's like, bring all the sage sticks, please. There's something going on here. The maid sharing their home actually left, citing that the house had been haunted and she wouldn't stay there any longer. So she was like, there's not enough sage. I'm, I'm out. Then, Andreas Gruber found a newspaper from Munich on the property. Which is nowhere near them. That's like 40 miles away. Exactly. So, in modern times, it's about an hour from Munich to Kaifeck. So, you could well imagine that if a family was traveling by, like, horse and wagon or even by a car, it would be a great deal of traveling time in 1922. And no one around them subscribed to that magazine. Right. Or so, newspaper, not magazine. Exactly. So uh, the, the magazine, the <laughs> Munich magazine. I'm sorry. I have magazine subscriptions on my head. 
What an odd thing. I We recently have subscribed to a few different ones. How odd. Right. We, it turns out we really like them. I think I'm going to get a landline. Why not? I mean, I think I might. I, I'm, I'm taking it back. And also, to be honest. I'm bumping technology. I'm surprised you don't want to borrow my Good Housekeeping magazine. It's I mean, right I, up your alley. I do. I do. When you're <laughs> done reading them, drop them off in my mailbox. Well, I'll take them. I'll cut out and ripped up oh, because that's rude. I'm saving certain things. That's rude. So still, this is something, this, this newspaper delivery, it's basically something that Andreas chalked up to be a delivery mistake by the postman. And that's a huge mistake. Exactly. Now, as we mentioned, no one in town subscribed to that paper. So when Andreas complained to a couple of neighbors that he found footprints in the snow from the wood line of the house, like from the wood line to the house, but none leading back to the wood line. He thought it was odd, but not criminal. Like, that would freak me out uh-huh. for sure, because where did the footprints go? Right. Uh, hmm. So later that night, they could have sworn they heard footsteps in the attic, but no one was there when Andreas searched. There was even a rumor that Victoria had gotten into an awful fight with someone at home and fled only to be found in the forest by police and returned to her home. Still, this couldn't be a distraction. There's too much to do. You know, you're running a farm in 1922. Their new maid was set to start on March 31st, and there is no time to let your mind wander when you have a busy farm and family to keep up with. So as scheduled on Friday the 31st, uh, Maria Baumgartner arrived to the farm. She and her sister had traveled together, but her sister left shortly after a stay and Maria was to be the new maid in the house. That evening, all seemed normal. In the next few days, neighbors began to notice that all was very quiet on the farm. In fact, the animals didn't even look as though they'd been tended to. There was no sign of children or the family dog in the yard. But when the mail started to pile up, a few neighbors got together and decided to go check on the family. Actually, mm-hmm. they did see the uh, dog was outside, um, tied up around a tree, mm-hmm. and then it was brought inside. So people weren't super concerned at first, ah. because who was doing that? And the cattle, they were let out and then brought back in. Interesting. Interesting. So... Lorenz Schlittenbauer. Lorenz. Okay, it's Lor- I'm saying it like Lorenz um, Schlittenbauer. <laughs> what's that stupid movie? Twilight. Lorenz. Oh. He was French, though. Okay. Not so, German. Lorenz. We'll call him Lorenz. That's I fine. just like it better. Sounds, Lorenz. <laughs> sounds nicer. This is, this is basically just an episode where you get to listen to me just demolish names. I'll correct you. I'm, I'm excited for the next one. <laughs> oh, it's going to be good. Um, so Lorenz Schlittenbauer, Jakob Siggy. You said it. Yeah. Jakob Siggy. <laughs> or Siegel? Is it? Yeah. Siegel? Siegel? And Michael Pohl. That's pretty. Pohl? Yeah. Pretty straightforward, I think. So, these three guys, Mikhail, Mikhail Pohl. (laughs) So, these three guys get together and they go over to the house to take a look. They arrived at the house and they saw that all looked still and it was still locked up, nothing too odd. And then they went over to the barn where a machine shed was open and unlocked. When they stepped inside, 
Under a hay-covered board of wood, they found the bodies of Andreas, Victoria, and both Cecilia Jr. and Sr. Now, technically, they weren't a junior and senior. I'm just doing that because there was a Cecilia younger right. and a Cecilia elder. So it was Cecilia. The, the line goes Cecilia, the mother. Right. Victoria is the daughter. And then, and then Victoria's daughter is Cecilia. Cecilia. So grandmother, exactly. granddaughter. Exactly. Same name. Now, all of them had suffered from trauma to the head. Their skulls and faces had been smashed with added strangulation marks on the neck of the elder Chichilia and bits of hair ripped from the younger Chichilia's head. Found in her hand. Fist. So she likely tore it out herself while she was lying there dying. There And she was only seven. Seven, I know. There was a hall from the barn leading into the house. Schlittenbauer alone went inside and up the hall, letting himself into the home. Inside, he found the body of the brand new maid, Maria, and the body of two-year-old Yosef. Both had also suffered deadly blows. Then the thing that happens in 1922 happened. You see, the closest police station was in Munich, which we've already said would have been well over an hour away. They were notified eventually, but before they could arrive, the town did. The townspeople trudged through the home. They moved the bodies. They poked and prodded the newly dead. They took souvenirs, which is always going to be the creepiest thing to me. Evidence was demolished. And by the time an investigator could walk the scene, there was little to nothing to go off of. And frankly, who could know what was there in an authentic way versus what had been brought in by the people trudging through? Or taken away. Exactly. The one conclusion that could be drawn was that each of the victims was likely killed in the barn, and they were likely lured there one at a time. Except for Yosef. Except for Yosef and Maria. Who was they found were... in his crib right. with a blanket over him. Right. And Maria was found in her bed. In her quarters. Yeah. In her bed. Then the killers went in and killed Maria, who had not been in the house for a full 24 hours yet. If you remember, she arrived the afternoon of the 31st, and... Little two-year-old Yosef, who had late late sleeping. So, to recap. Yes. 31st, she arrives. Mm -hmm. The 4th is when they were found. Right. But they had likely been dead for days because Maria had not even unpacked her suitcase yet. Right. And there is some additional detail as to why they believe they were killed on the 31st, the night of the 31st. We'll get there. Exactly. Investigators believe the weapon to be a mattock or a pickaxe. Now, a mattock is essentially a pickaxe with a spike on one side and a chisel on the other affixed to an axe handle, just in case you've never heard the term before. Likely, this was a tool they found lying around as it would have served a great purpose on a farm. As there had been no communication with the family since Friday, it was safe to assume that that's when the tragedy had occurred. It's also believed that the killer or killers actually stayed in the home for the next two to three days, basically living there under the cover of night. Which is like why the cattle and the dog would have been tended to. Right, exactly. They sort of did their part and then stopped. This is one of those cases that has had ample time to build up tons of speculation and it definitely, you know, the the rumors don't disappoint. There's some crazy oh, there are ones. So many too. Exactly. 
So as we mentioned earlier on, Victoria was a widow. She and Carl Gabriel married in 1914. However, not long after the wedding, Carl left to go back to his family's farm before heading off to World War I. According to records, he died in December of 1914. And to be clear, these yes. records are basically just one of his fellow soldiers fellow soldiers saying they saw you know his body was seen mm-hmm. dead right and then it was never seen of again right so there's no body right that's important exactly then in late 1914 or 15 a complaint was made that Carl had actually left due to an ongoing incestuous relationship between Victoria and her father Andreas it was speculated by some in the town and by the complainer, that newborn Cecilia was not Carl's child after all, but a result of the sexual relationship between Victoria and her father. Now, I mean, to be fair, there's a very short window of time before Carl, like they married and Carl left. It was, yeah, like months, I think. For her to have gotten pregnant successfully and stuff. Now, so he left originally to go back to stay with his parents because they were just arguing all the time and it just was kind of an abusive right was an unhealthy relationship um andreas was also very abusive yeah and this is documented Mm -hmm. and in a lot yeah in a lot of ways so right not just an incestual right right exactly abusive to everyone exactly to to all members of the household (laughs) so according to an article written for the history channel They were found guilty of this incestuous relationship. And there's kind of conflicting reports. Some say they were sentenced to one year. Some say they were sentenced to one month. Hey, I thought it was just him. No, both of them. Oh. Yeah. So it's kind of tricky or it could have been that he was sentenced to a year and she was sentenced to a month sort of thing. Uh, As for other speculation... A witness mentioned passing a man when he was on his way past the farm. He couldn't make out the man's face. Now, some have suggested that it was none other than Lorenz Schlittenbauer, which, I mean, this this thing writes itself like a soap opera. It like, it, it really does. Including Even the names. names. <laughs> exactly. Lorenz Schlittenbauer. Now, if you recall... He was the person who got together the group to check on the family and discovered the bodies of the Gruber-Gabriel family. In 1931, so years later, the police reinvestigated this and interviewed Schlittenbauer. Why do you keep calling him his last name? Lorenz. Lorenz. It's just so pretty. I really like Schlittenbauer, though. It's very fun to say. Very German. (laughs) It is. It's super German. And I feel like it was the one thing that I could properly pronounce. So... (laughs) Schlittenbauer. (laughs) He admitted that he and Victoria had indeed been having an affair and that she wanted him to marry her. He intended to, but then he discovered she was pregnant, which is kind of what happens when you sleep with someone. And he also asked um, Andreas for permission to marry her. Right. Who denied him. He was like, no, definitely can't can't marry my daughter. Can't marry my daughter. It's crazy. So, but then it's it's one of those weird things where this is where things get kind of fuzzy for me and Lorenz, you know. So he's like, "Oh, well, I'm going to call off this potential engagement because if you're pregnant, even though we've been sleeping together, that child is likely Andreas's and not mine." 
which doesn't make any sense because if they were both sleeping with her, it's a 50-50 chance. It is. It is. So, yeah. Okay, but also, it's still, I don't know. I feel like you could kind of figure it out a little better when like the child timelines is born. and stuff. Also, when the child's born. Well, so. Victoria insisted that it was Lorenz. Right. Lorenz's. Lorenz's. See? Schlittenbauer's. It was Schlittenbauer's. <laughs> so much easier that way. All right. So, <laughs> Lorenz actually went so far as to file an incest complaint with the police. Again. Again. Against Andreas and Victoria. Now, Victoria pleaded with him to reverse that, and he did. And after the birth of Yosef, Lorenz actually referred to him as, <laughs> again, mm-hmm. mine boober or my boy. Yeah, let's just say my boy. My boy. Exactly. Also, don't you think it's a little weird that he was like, all of a sudden, nah, all right, you're right, this is mine. All of a sudden, it's uh, speculated that she paid him off because he had to pay child support. Once he accepted um, Yosef as his, he had to pay child support to her. Gotcha. gotcha. So why would he do that if he was convinced that it was Andreas's? Andreas's. <laughs> See, all of these names are way too complicated. They all end with an S. <laughs> it is. It's very tricky, except for Victoria. So, I, I mean, it's it's weird because, like, why would she? Okay, so if she had the money to pay him off, right? Mm-hmm. She did. They were rich, right? But they were stingy AF. But think about it: if she had the money to pay him off, and he had to turn around and basically pay that money back to her to call Yosef, like, why wouldn't they go forward with the wedding and all of that other stuff? Well, because Andreas didn't want her marrying him. Ugh, Andreas. Oh, Andreas. And then basically, it's like they came out even. She gave him money that he was then giving back to her. Crazy. And Andreas was not in jail. Seems so much more complicated than is necessary. I mean, maybe just don't sleep with your father. Right. Yeah. Don't have an affair with your dad. (laughs) There's an idea. Everything will be fine. (laughs) Everything will be fine. So let's add another layer of wild to this story, right? So another potential killer, Carl Gabriel, Victoria's dead husband. Suspected. Dead. Mm, suspected dead. So you see, he died in 1914 during World War One. However, his body was never recovered. So maybe he never actually died at all. Maybe this was all a revenge plot for the woman who moved on after his supposed death or was cheating on him the entire time with her father. Then, after police met a few of the soldiers who saw Carl die in battle, they kind of let this theory die, too. So there was also someone who came forward, like, year, maybe 40 years after the fact, who said that they were in Russia and they met someone by with the same description as Carl, which I'm sure a lot, a of, lot people of people fit that yeah. description. But he referred to himself as Master Hinterkaifeck. Interesting. And said that he owned a farm. In... Called Hinterkaifeck. Weird. Weird. And, like, weird. And how would you know that? Right. How would you know to reference Unless that? You were Carl. Unless you knew it. Exactly. <sighs> so, this is kind of one of those gruesome murders that's likely never going to be solved. I mean, at this point, it's it's too far gone for us to ever really figure out what happened. So, and they just did reopen the case multiple times. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't remember how recent it was. But it was pretty recent that they think that they found the killer um, and they figured it out. But they will never tell anyone and make it public. So it's basically case closed, but they'll never make it public because um, it's like out of respect for the, for family the families members. and stuff. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And actually, the town of Kaifek is now known as Wadehofen. It's it's not known as Kaifek anymore. Like, if you put in Kaifek, I guess it still comes up as a local town or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it, it doesn't technically go as that anymore. It's Wadehofen now. Now, none of the structures from the Hinter Kaifek farm are standing any longer. But the town did erect a, a memorial in honor of the dead basically and it's really it's really beautiful the backdrop on it is just like wide open farmland and it's absolutely oh. gorgeous yeah who do you think did it I, there are just so many options so yeah we didn't even touch upon oh there there are like there were so many yeah who i think did it we haven't even spoken about all right well tell us tell us who do you i think don't even did remember it? their names that's okay but that's there okay. were a set of brothers so oh if that's you right remember i forgot about the brothers the yeah. maid that yes. worked there prior to the one that was murdered. Right. The she one left, who left because, because of haunted things, which right. is probably just the noises of someone living in the attic. Right, because clearly someone was living in the attic. But anyway. So she said that there were these two brothers, and one of the brothers would court her, mm. and she kept turning him down. And there was some other tie that kept them... I, I don't remember the whole thing. Because I didn't write it down because we're not talking about it. But right. now we are. Right. And now I'm unprepared. That's okay. Um, <laughs> But basically she thinks that he did it and then the police investigated and there's a whole bunch of things that make them guilty and I should have written it down because now we're talking about it. That's okay. That's okay. I you just put me on the spot. I know. That's what I do. That's what I do. I'm a horrible person. <laughs> really not the greatest person ever. I don't know. I like the idea that it was uh, Carl Gabriel and that I he too. never actually died and he came back to life and or he didn't he came back, back to life, life. <laughs> he never actually died this is a supernatural <laughs> podcast now exactly <laughs> by the way there's a zombie and he came in and he killed the Hinterkaifeck I mean it would make sense because he was like pushed away by the family and right. Andreas caused him so much grief right. and then Victoria right because, you know yeah and like these two children baby yeah with well, her it, father I think it's weird, too, that if the eldest daughter was Carl's, that Victoria would name her after her mother. I feel like it's a slap in the face for the mother. I think so, too. I think so, too. And I wonder if Andreas had anything to do with that. I don't know. He's very controlling and... Mm -hmm. He wasn't a great guy. No. 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 Angry. No. Not worth it. I don't know. But I do like that theory. I just wonder if it's... Real or not. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's I mean, he fair. probably lived and then escaped because apparently... He, why would he ever want to go back to that? According to people who knew him back in... Before he left for war. Right. He had always said that he wanted to reinvent himself in Russia. So it's weird that someone in Russia... Bumped into him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But if he wanted to reinvent himself, why would he bring up the fact that he had a farm in Germany? Who knows? I don't know. I mean, I it was know. years later. And it... Obviously, no, nothing ever came of it. So. That's true. That's true. All right. Why not? Yeah. Why not say that you're rich? That's true. So if by some miracle this gets solved and they we'll announce you know. it, we'll definitely tell you. We definitely will. But definitely bizarre how this had so many kind of weird occurrences in the same way that the Setagaya murder house did mm-hmm. and that set of murders did. Because it's, I don't know, I just, I thought it was so strange how I didn't select the two of them back to back for that reason it was one of those like once i dove into to researching them i was like oh there's a lot of like odd similarities right. two young kids around the same well i guess not really but 
close enough. Eight and six, and then seven and two. Yeah, yeah. Like, but young kids who exactly. were brutally murdered. Right, right. And unsolved. Yeah, unsolved. Um, kind of weird circumstances leading up to it that no one took too too seriously, and then it Which, happened. I mean, still like they're like, for instance, in the set of Gaia murders, the mutilated stray cats have really nothing to do with it. No, absolutely nothing. Unless, like I was saying, it was a drug overdose type thing. Not overdose, but drug induced. Related something. And they were practicing on cats. I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy. But then they just never did it again. Like, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. But in both cases, the killer kind of like utilized the home for their own purposes afterwards too. Which is, again, really bizarre because it's not something you hear about all the time. So, yeah. Yeah. Kind of wild. Kind of wild. So that's what we've got for you guys this week. And we've got some more good stuff coming up. I also, I do want to put it out there. Oh, if yeah. you want to listen to more about the Hinterkaifeck yeah. murders. Yeah. Because there's just so much. I mean, really, there's, I think there are a bunch of podcasts. I'm pretty sure if you just type in Hinterkaifeck, it's oh, like Spotify or something. Sure. Yeah. A lot of things will pop up and they'll go more in depth than we did because we tend to keep them on the shorter side. Yeah. We go brief. Um. Versus, like, 12-part episodes and I, stuff. I did listen to, on, I think it's a, the podcast one, Serial Killers. Yeah. They covered it in yeah. two, like, 40-minute segments, and they're pretty detailed. Gotcha. So there's a lot more we didn't cover on this. There is. If there's... you want to know about the brothers that I alluded to, kind of, and, yeah, and didn't then... delve into because I have no information in front of me. <laughs> and I like to put share. her on the spot, you know, <laughs> it's fun stuff. I'm sure you can find that somewhere else. Yeah. And then I think for the next uh, couple of weeks, we're going, I think, back to Australia for a bit and then down to Mexico. So we're, we're keeping with the global trend. You know what I mean? So make sure to stay tuned and uh, we will fill you guys in on some new harrowing tales of murder houses. You're welcome. Mm, exactly. <laughs> and thank you so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Make sure that you follow us uh, at The Real Crime Podcast on Instagram. Facebook. Uh, the Real Crime Podcast page. You can email us. The Real Crime Podcast at gmail.com. And subscribe to our Patreon. Yes. And again, on Patreon, you'll be able to get episodes early. So if you like to binge listen, uh, it's a great place to go. And I think like the lowest is like three bucks a month. So if you can spare three bucks a month, like you can get early access, which is pretty cool. So yeah. All right. That's it. Thanks, guys. Bye. Take it easy. Bye.